no ghost. All right. Turns out that whatever you guys heard in the last podcast, it was Carlos's Bluetooth connected to my computer, which was a few feet away. This is actually super far away, actually. But she was so in the, the room side of your on the other side. And so apparently it connected to her phone and she was watching a movie and he was in a ghost. So I got scared for nothing. Thanks, Carla. But out of the fullest precautions, we're not using your computer ever again. <laughs> Never. Yeah, because right now we started, before we started the podcast, we were testing it out and then it completely stopped. So if we hear something shady again, just letting y'all know. It might just be the microphone. It might be the microphone and it wants to be part of the podcast. I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> I just have to say it yeah. to clarify that I'm not crazy. All right. That's what's gonna do it. That, yeah, that yeah. I'm totally, just saying, totally I'm just clarifies saying. that you're not crazy. I'm just saying. Anyway, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a new week. We got new things coming up, but most importantly, what's up with your brain today? <laughs> <laughs> My brain. Yeah, you you were looking it, crazy today. No, it it, it thinks too much. Yeah, it thinks too much. My brain thinks too much. Oh, um, no, just because uh, you were asking about what what are we gonna do. Uh, what are we going to talk about? And I like to leave you in suspense on some some occasions. Sometimes I give you a heads up. Hey, this is a, be a good topic to talk about on the podcast. Sometimes yeah. I kind of keep it to myself. Yeah. Because with what it keeps me intrigued. Exactly. Right. Because right. if you're not intrigued, then the listeners aren't intrigued. Yeah. Um, true. But um, with this week's topic. It's something that I don't think I have a full grasp of it yet, and this is open for discussion okay. with you and I, and then anybody that's listening that wants to leave a comment anywhere to leave their two cents. It's it's something that came up in a couple of different conversations that I had with different people this week mm-hmm. that made me think, you know, because there's always the notion of, okay, this person doesn't like me, you know, things like that. Yeah. And you hear me a lot. You know, and I say, oh, I hate this guy. Or, oh, I don't like that guy. You know, when it talks about people that I don't know. <laughs> right. You know, they're typically celebrities or politicians or anybody. Yeah, that's what Carla and I always tell you. Like, really? How yeah. do you not like them if you don't know them? Yeah, exactly. You know, and that got me thinking, bringing things a little bit closer to home when people say, oh, this person doesn't like me. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I don't think this person likes me. Um, it it made me think of that is like is it that the person doesn't like you or is it that you guys don't know each other right you know and i was tr- the the, clo- the closest thing i try to bring it to me is when when i first started watching mma uh it was around the time that gsp was on top and i would watch a gsp fight and i just thought he was the most boring fighter in the world and everyone's saying that he's the you know the greatest fighter of all time. I was like, I don't see it. I don't like him. I don't think he's that good. Hmm. But was it that I didn't like him, or was it that I didn't understand the sport well enough? Right. Because I thought it was boring. But now having the knowledge and the experience that I have, I go back and watch his fights. I was like, this man was really good. He was smart. You know. So now I'm at the point where I can recognize, yes, George St. Pierre was one of the greatest to ever do it. You know, and that only came with time of understanding the sport. Even with with uh, WWE, yeah. You know, I grew up. I was like, oh, this wrestler sucks. I hate this guy. Why would they do this? Why is this guy champion for so long? You know, but mm-hmm. now being older, having been more experienced, having kind of studying it a little bit more, and getting to know some of the independent guys, and understanding the psychology of professional wrestling a little bit better. I look back at the guys that I thought were boring or the guys that I didn't like back in the day and now have a, a real deep respect for a lot of the guys that I didn't like before. So was it that I didn't like them? Or was it that I just didn't know them? I didn't know the field that they were in. I just didn't understand them. So are you saying that you were too quick to judge before you even took the time to get to know them? Um, or to make your you know opinion right off the bat I, just based I, on your first impression of them? I definitely think that that's what it is. And I, and I recognize that it doesn't... This kind of analogy doesn't work well with WWE because there's 
there's some people in WWE that are designed for you to hate them. Yeah. And I hated them, That's but then part I of the character. and then I just I, I took it further by saying I I don't understand why this guy was champion for so long. He's not even good. But it's not mm. that he wasn't good. It's just he was really good at making me hate him. Mm. You know. But that's part of the script exactly. as well. Yeah. And it's, it's all part of the show. It's part of everything. You know, but like with GSP, mm-hmm. it was that. Like I I had just started training and I'm watching this guy take people down and not finish fights and all these fights are going to decision. I was like, why doesn't he just knock him out? I was that guy that's like, why aren't you just knocking him out? Why don't you just tap him out? You know, I was that bloodthirsty fan when I first started watching. And now mm-hmm. because I understand it deeper... I go back and watch some of those and now I have a completely different opinion on it. Right, so it's it's more about taking the time to get to know that person as opposed to being reactive with it, right? Yes. Or just formulating your opinion based on what you see on the surface. I have a closer example. A closer okay. example to home. Okay. And I feel comfortable saying names because... I just had this conversation with him a week ago after the Dan Severn thing. Okay. When I first met Leo, mm. I did not like him. Hey, I like that. Okay. Well, not that. No, you no, like no, that no, I didn't no, like no, him? No, 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 no. I like that you're giving the example. Sorry, guys. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> she forgot we were recording for a second. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it's true. And I, I've talked to him um, about it. I, I, I clarified everything with him. Um, and we've had a few conversations. Last week wasn't the first time that we talked about it. Um, but the first time I met him, it was we were still part of uh, Victory. You know, obviously we were. I'm my home base is the location that we know now. Yeah. Um, in the building that we're in now. But Victory had another location, uh, closer to Midway Airport, and Victory had me going out there once a week to teach when it was new mm-hmm. to kind of you know help build it up a little bit and I was I was fine with it whatever mm-hmm. and on one of those days I did end up meeting Leo for the first time and he, he just he came off kind of arrogant mm-hmm. to me you know and I, I'd see him and I'd you know try to help him improve on some of his technique he, he would look at me not say anything and just keep going right. I was like alright whatever (laughs) but this was a weekly thing and then I was like you know this guy's not talking he's you know he kind of just looks around does his own thing when I'm trying to teach yeah I was like this kid's not gonna make it no you know this was back in 2013 2014 somewhere somewhere along those those, it had to be 2013 I think it was 2013 Mm -hmm. that all of this was going down and you know, fast forward stuff. You know, I I wasn't happy there. It was taking me forever to get to Midway. It was like I felt like I was spending more time in my commute than I was actually doing something there. Yeah. You know, so I I talked to the bosses. I was like, you know, I want to help. It's just I I can't help here. Yeah. You know, I I want to just go back and focus back on my home base. And that's that's what I did. And fast forward a few more months. You know, I Midway's they, they have their own people helping with Midway. I'm staying at the home base and it's just life is normal, you know, and then I'm talking with with the bosses and we're discussing Midway and one of my bosses says Leo's gonna take over the the classes. And I was like, Leo? You're like, like why? <laughs> that exactly that. I was like, why? <laughs> You know, I was like, I know I'm not part of Midway, but I was like, are you sure that this is what you want to do? You know, the boss is like, no, no, he, he's totally different from the last time you saw him, blah, 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 blah. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know about that, mm-hmm. you know, and Gladys who helps us with the kids class and, and uh, the women's uh, self-defense classes. She was sent over there to kind of keep an eye on him. And, you know, I had constant communication with her because she would, you know, help with the kids class at, at the home base too mm-hmm. and I asked her how's it going with Leo over there and she told me he gathers all the kids and then he looks at me and I'm the one that ends up teaching the classes oh. with the kids and with the adults uh, and I told her I was like see and this is why I didn't think it was a good idea to put Leo there mm. 
fast forward a few more months, Midway doesn't make it. The decision's made that the Midway location is going to be shut down. Dang. Bosses say, all right, Leo's coming here. I got to yeah. deal with this, <laughs> you know? So I was like, ah, I'm embracing for the worst. You know, he comes in for the first time and stuff, you know, and he at least shook my hand that time. Like we had never sh- shook hands before, you know, but now he, he's, he's there. I see him listening a little bit more. I see him coming in more consistent. And I say, I see him coming in more consistently because I was only going to midway once a week. Oh, so, you know, yeah. so I, he could have been coming in the other days, but, I have no way of knowing that because I was only there once a week. Right. But now I see him coming in to train two, three times a week. I was like, all right. I see him doing what we're doing. He's quiet. He's not disruptive. And the the second that I kind of started paying more attention to him was the first time he submitted Zach. He caused Zach in a rear naked choke. And I was like, hmm. huh. I didn't say anything to him, but I took a little mental note in my head. And once I saw that, and then once I started sparring with him more, you know, and I kept Leo's. For those of you that haven't stood next to Leo, Leo's tall, Leo's long, mm-hmm. and I kept landing more jabs than him when we would spar. And I was like, this shouldn't be happening because of how long you are, you know. So that's when I started having more conversations with him, and the conversations I ended up, you know, a little bit more about his background, you know, and and where he comes from, how he sees things. Yeah, and in that process of getting to know him yeah. that feeling of not liking him started going away mm. you know and then that's when what we have now really started to take its form mm. you know and and the respect that I have for Leo and you know the the bond that we have you know if, if you would have told me when I met him and that I was going to be at his wedding and that I was going to be there for, you know, the, the gender reveal of his kid, the, the baby showers, the, the birthdays and all that stuff for his kids. I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. If someone would have told me, when you take over 100% of the gym, he's going to be the first fighter that represents your dream and your brand. Mm-hmm. I've been like, there's no way that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If you had told me that now we're talking of having him help teach and, and eventually, you know, start coaching the fight team and stuff. I mean, no way. No way. But in the process of getting to know him, the feelings of not liking him disappeared. It was like, all right. And now we have a, a friendship that passes the stuff that we do at the gym. I feel like we work really well together the past few weeks. We've even taught a few classes together, and I think we work well together like that. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, we're getting him ready for his fifth fight. You know, and we've never had any issues in his training camp. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that I, I throw at him, he does it. Anything he doesn't get, he asks me. Anything that he feels isn't working, he straight up tells me. And and we we make the tweaks that we need to make. Mm-hmm. You know, after he lost, it was the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. and when he has something going on outside of the gym, he calls me, he texts me, he, he meets with me after class and stuff. And we sit and we talk about it until we figure something out, yeah. you know. None of that was possible a few years ago, but we didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. And last week after Dan Severance seminar, Gladys was actually there too, and the three of us were able to talk about that story. Mm. And he was just listening; he was taking it in because he wanted to understand why people felt like that about him. Mm. And through last week's conversation, it was even more of an understanding because he's like, "I wasn't trying to do any of that. I just didn't know what to say. I'm, I, I'm not much of a talker." And when he said that, it was like, oh, I'm such an idiot because I'm the same way. And that made me start thinking, like, okay, because people have, I, I've heard people say, once I get closer with some of my students and we start talking more, a common theme is, oh, I, I, you weren't approachable. I didn't think, I thought you were mean. I thought you were scary. I didn't want to talk well, to you. That was all of us. Yeah. That's why I told Carla the first time that I saw you, I was like, well, he was mean. Yeah. What the fuck? And then you started talking and I was like, mm, I don't trust him. Yeah. And then you didn't trust me either. So we were like, we were both giving each other the same vibe. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't know same, each other. We didn't know each other. Yeah. You know. That's true. So. But you do come across, I guess, some, some people could be arrogant because mm-hmm. you're quiet, right? Yeah. And that's how I felt about Leo. That's exactly how I felt about Leo. Mm. You know, but once I took that time to get to know him, once you took that time to get to know me, Mm -hmm. all of those feelings changed. Yeah. 
you know and some of those feelings might have been strong like like you said not trusting someone that's a strong feeling mm -hmm. you know you didn't trust me with some of the things that i was saying and i didn't trust leo teaching classes now mm -hmm. here's like yes we're gonna work something together in this gym yeah. you know and it, it, it was just taking the time to get to know someone before you realize the things that you were feeling were just emotions that you felt mm -hmm. and had nothing to do with reality could it also be sometimes that, for example, with you, you obviously didn't know him, but mm -hmm. was there anything like that reminded you of you when you saw him? I didn't have that ability quite yet oh, okay. to do that because I was still getting to know myself. Mm, okay. You know, this is the, we're talking the first full year, second year of me teaching advanced classes mm. adults yeah you know so i was still trying to figure out who i was as an instructor and a coach mm. so i you know and it, like i said it wasn't until last week that i that i made that comparison between leo's quietness and my quietness mm. you know and that how i felt towards leo could be how other people have yeah. felt yeah. or fe still feel towards me yeah i mean i always think about when when you say those type of things i think of the examples when carla has told you in the past oh this student you know wanted to meet you but they didn't meet you or you're questioning like why can't he just come up to me and, yeah. and, and shake his hand and carla's like well you know they just they're not able to do that i, I don't know like we don't know why yeah. right but the reason could be because maybe they're intimidated or they don't know if you will like to talk to them mm -hmm. or yeah just unapproachable you know so that that started all of that <laughs> really started clicking with how i would do the because you saw me today and you saw me kind of off saw me kind of quiet but I, I was thinking about this i was thinking about this podcast throughout yeah. the most of the day could I have done it in the morning but i was working on on the new curriculum you know but then i was like all right now i really gotta figure out how i'm gonna articulate this when this is something that i'm still trying to figure out Right, and this is where I, even before talking about this, I told you to just start recording to see where your yeah. mindset goes to. Because many times we figure it out as we're talking. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it's an open-ended conversation. There's no right or wrong, it's just more so understanding, you know, and just, yeah, just saying exactly what you're trying I, to say. And I think it's important to understand that about people, you know, because mm -hmm. for me, and, and you've seen this, because I have a very big interest in understanding people yeah that's what you question a, a lot of a people. lot of people yeah you know i'm i'm the person that watches you know all the the crime shows on, on serial killers it's not because i like them it's not because i agree with them but i want to understand what made these people get to that extreme mm. what brought them to that darkness part of the mind that they were capable of doing such horrible things you know, I want to understand people's minds. I want to understand people. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I like them. Doesn't mean I agree with them. It's just I want to understand them so I can recognize things in people, so I can help people. You know, and, and the way that I kind of related to fighting was we all have a fighting style. Yeah. You know, and I tell people at the gym, you know, I'm not trying to teach my fighting style. I'm trying to help people find their own. Yeah. You know, for me, wrestling, grappling, dirty boxing counter striking mm. those are the four kind of ways i would describe my fighting style mm -hmm. i are all of those things are heavy parts of the curriculums that i teach because yeah. that's what i understand the most and that's what's most natural for me mm -hmm. but i also teach everything else even the things that i don't use a lot and i'll tell the students yeah spinning uh the spinning back fist i think is a good example mm -hmm. you know because i do not use it i'm not a big fan of it you know, as a former wrestler, the idea of getting that upright and giving up your back like that, mm -hmm. it doesn't process well in my head. Yeah. But I had a, a private le lesson, Vanessa, that I taught it to years ago. I taught it to her a few times, and then she started landing it and sparring against everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, this is exactly why I teach it. And then when she started using it against me, I had to know how to defend it, mm -hmm. right? In order to defend it, I had to understand it in order to understand it I had to practice it mm -hmm. you know it doesn't mean that I like it. it doesn't mean it's part of my you know part of my style 
but I had to take the time to understand it so I know how to defend it yeah. against it you know so that that's kind of how I equate it to to MMA is that just because you're you're starting something and this people right away especially towards the beginning of the new curriculums really I don't like this and I was like you don't know if you don't like it because it's new mm-hmm. and then you don't know if you don't like it because you don't know it yet so that's when you when you meet people and you meet someone new you may not know them because of the first impression you know the something that they said or something that looked different to you yeah you may not like them at first but it's because you don't know them you haven't taken the time yeah. to know them yeah i mean i just i think about like the girls that talk to you at the gym you know mm-hmm. just it's just funny because at first everyone thinks you're intimidating mm-hmm. or you just don't want to talk to them and then you end up talking to everybody so yep. it's just it's just <laughs> a matter of taking the time to really understand them but you need to want to do it too yeah i mean if you automatically just brush people off or brush something that's different then it's not gonna help either because mm-hmm. you're gonna want to understand them and so i guess that's where sometimes there's a conflict right because not everyone's willing to do it yeah your intention from what i see is that you genuinely want to help people and so that's where you take the time to know because the only way to actually help someone is if you a know them and b know what they're going through to help them in some way when did that start for you that you felt like because that's 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 i feel like that's new like the whole the whole leo situation i mean that started when seven years ago eight seven eight nine years ago is that when but then you still you still didn't like him you didn't talk to him yeah until like later on in the years me me and leo didn't start getting close until maybe what what year maybe six years ago but do you like do you know like in what what happened what transitioned your mindset from having those type of reactive you know like um, opinions as opposed to understanding whatever de- it is that you definitely definitely maturity definitely it was a maturity yeah definitely though. getting older um you know because a reminder to people you know eight nine years ago i was in my early 20s yeah you know so i was i was kind of put in a situation where i had to grow up pretty quickly and mature pretty quickly yeah. for the position that victory was putting me in you know but I was still in my early to mid 20s at at best yeah you know and it it was kind of the situation with Leo that I use as a base for all my current and future relationships with my students because it's like all right if someone comes in you know I've trained before I've had this many fights I don't need this I don't need that it's like all right right away I don't like I don't like the attitude I don't like the cockiness I don't like the arrogance but everyone has a shot you know yeah. I, I don't I, I try shun very hard not up. to judge people and definitely try not to shun people away mm-hmm. um, because of things like that because I've seen it before and mm. people have changed my mind in the past mm. you know and I, I, I tell people all the time I want my mind to be changed there are certain things that I have my mind set to but when it comes to my opinions about certain people if you can change my mind on those people awesome if I if you can change my mind on, on the type of student that you are and the type of person that you are awesome you know i'm open to it but i'm not also just gonna sit around and wait for you to do that yeah i want to see i want to see people being proactive because one thing that you've said in the past is like you like when you people prove you wrong yeah because you do have a formulated opinion of of anybody and Mm -hmm. that's just every human being right you meet somebody you have an opinion but then it's like until you prove me wrong that's where I'm going to start watching right <laughs> being yeah. more and, attentive and, and yeah. like with, with Leo it was when when he submitted Zach mm. I was like we got a guy here that submitted our most technical guy I yeah. was like alright he's worth keeping an eye on now mm. in my book right you know it was the same thing with you you know the fact that I threw everything at you and you're still coming back every week <laughs> I was like alright you it's know and then quitting that easy and then that's kind of when I put that challenge to you and I, I told you alright by the end of the summer you submit me I'll get you chicken wings <laughs> that's so, so funny to and, say it like that and you went for it and, and you got it you know it, it took you it took you up until the end of the summer but you finally got it yeah 
you know and that that's what changed my opinion on you because yeah the first time you came in i was like this girl's not gonna make it past the first month two months if that yeah. you know i mean as you can see it's already difficult as it is to keep women in the sport yeah i mean in let alone camp. you were what 18 i was 18 dang oh my god baby yeah yeah it makes sense i mean you had the right to think that way <laughs> i was a little quitter here and there but yeah it just it took it takes a lot of repetitions and i think it's the time the timing of things and yeah that person putting that effort and, and there, that's also the thing that the person like for me and those things mm-hmm. it, it's it's knowing what you know mm. versus actually knowing mm-hmm. <laughs> that person you know yeah we can say that you know okay you're young you're hanging around with these types of people you dress this way those, those are things that I can see and mm-hmm. I know those things but that doesn't mean I know you right you know mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to stay like that yeah you know so it's, it's it takes me to also see that the things that I quote unquote knew about you are also no longer true by the time you got your first uh, submission on me yeah so much had changed in that relatively short time period yeah of what made you 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 know, and a lot of things happened in in, in Leo's life that yeah. I know I that I didn't know, yeah. and I didn't know the the changes and and the progress that Leo had made during that time that I was away from Midway. Mm. So I let my first impression kind of carry through when he started training with me at at the home base. Yeah, and it's crazy because when we share those type of opinions too we forget that that's just another repetition of what what your mindset is telling you you know yeah because like the i think it was the first time it was some it had to be like early on there you will you question everything i will say you and you and carla and and the things that carla says up to this day you still question it like why do you think that way yeah obviously you know we know that you're trying to understand us but we do would just pull things out of our ass without really realizing the impact it was making right and so sometimes when we say stuff like oh i don't that person doesn't like me or i don't like this person do you know why though Mm -hmm. and is that is that enough reason to say that that person really doesn't like you is that like real yeah is it true first of all do you know that person well enough to say hey i don't like you or they don't like me right yeah so that's where I guess we don't realize we say these things because we're so used to and conditioned to just whatever comes out. Mm-hmm. And I think it works both ways, you know, because every, every single person that's listening to this has had friends that are no longer friends with them. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's what happens. Yeah. Like you know, but... It could be like I, I had people that I, I, I saw every day, I hung out with them every day, mm-hmm. and now poof, gone. You know, and it's not that we ever got to a point where there was a, a, a fight, a disagreement, or anything like that. It's just people grow apart. Yeah. You know, and it's understanding those things as well mm-hmm. that are going to help you understand you and the type of people that you want around in your life. You know, because. I can, I can understand each of my students and where they're coming from, and I because I also want to understand why they're training. You know, some people legit just want to work out. Some people have plans of fighting. Some people have these things. You know, so things like that impact my relationship with the students too. You know, would you be um, open to talk about the relationship you had with one of your cousins? How you guys grow apart and then you guys and start talking again. So, yeah. Um, the guy that gave me the name. The the, the 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 guy that gave me the t-shirt that I saw Taz knows for the first time. And that's what inspired this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, my my cousin Anton and I, we, we grew up as brothers. He's three years older than me. And I remember one of my earliest memories of being alive. Like, <laughs> not even like my earliest memories of just this decade or anything like that. It was like one of my earliest memories of my life 
came not the first, you know, kind of time that we, we hung out and we played, but the, the vision of him leaving my house is embedded in my mind. Hmm. And how much I cried when he left Aww. is embedded in my mind. Because I had so much fun that day. I don't remember what we did. <laughs> so I just remember I had the time of my life. And I was so heartbroken when he left. Aww. That's the er- probably the earliest memory that I have. Wow. And, you know, and then, so he's my, his mom is my mom's sister. So our yeah. moms are sisters. You know, so it was really easy because, and, and then Fridays became our day. He was he was over at the house every Friday. You know, he got me into wrestling, yeah. um, professional wrestling and stuff, and we that was our lives. You know, we went from the Power Ranger stage to the Mortal Kombat stage to, <laughs> you know, the, the wrestling stage. You know, and then that ended up carrying through to the the MMA stage as well. Yeah. You know, but as as we got older, you know, he, he had a head start on me. He was three years older than me, so he hit those those formative stages of life sooner than I did you know the high school college days mm. you know and, and the, the every Friday part kind of became every other Friday mm. and then every other Friday came into became one Friday out of the month mm. you know and he had his life and then I started you know once I was like alright well I guess I'm on my own now I started formulating my life you know and it's not like we were completely separated because it was around that time that I got into MMA and when I decided that I was going to start training I texted him I was like hey I'm going to do this he's like alright when I was like I'm going next Wednesday he's like alright I'll go with you mm. you know so it, it was a few months that we trained together you know granted it was once a week you know but that training also brought back a little bit of the Fridays because then he started coming around a little bit more often on Fridays and we would we would train you know, mm-hmm. we trained Wednesdays at the gym that we were going to, and then we trained here in the basement um, on Fridays. He would hold pads for me. We would spar. <laughs> we had no pads. You know, it was reckless, but we're the same two kids that used to put on professional <laughs> wrestling matches in our living room. You know, so safety wasn't something that we always looked towards. Of course. You know, but then eventually he, he stopped training, and I kept going. And then the, the Friday started getting more scattered again, you know, and his he had his friends i had my friends and we kind of started that's when we really started drifting apart Mm. and we didn't see each other very often and nothing spoken you know and we see each other and we you know like hey how's it going what's up you know but Mm. then um i think it was just maybe a year or two ago probably probably last year i think it was last year Mm -hmm. you know well the year prior to that you know he had stuff going on and and he so told me how long me, was the gap sorry real quick it happened so by itself that I couldn't give you a time frame my guesstimate would be it had to be minimum four years maximum six that there was and it's not like we completely stopped talking to each other like, at any but, given time. Like, but the bond yeah. was definitely not the same mm. you know and and at least the the effort to see each other definitely wasn't the same as before mm. you know and about two three years ago he had stuff going on and then you know i text him on his birthday and stuff and he's like the only thing i want for my birthday is that once a month we have a cousin day mm-hmm. and it took us a while to get that going you know because our birthdays are three months apart and then when it came for my birthday, he's like, I'm still waiting for the cousin day. <laughs> no. You know, so it was like, all right, you know, and it took a few attempts to what we were going to do. But then we found our groove and it, it became uh, the, the bar that if you guys follow us on Instagram, the only bar that we ever go to, Barrel House, <laughs> we started meeting there. Yeah. And, you know, we had brunch on a Sunday, you know, we ate, you know had a drink and like all right cool we'll do this again next month and then the following month is when neither of us ate you know we're like ah you know we got stuff to do so it's like let's just have a few drinks so we ordered beers the bill ended up being like 150 dollars in beers we were there from like 12 to 4 just drinking beer but talking and it was the first time that we talked about that gap and we're both as we're talking to each other we're 
realizing that we're saying the same thing and we felt the same things is just we never said anything you know so that that gap and that drifting apart could have been prevented if we just took the time to understand each other Mm. to sit down and talk to each other so we have an understanding of what's going on in our lives Mm. you know because like i said the $150 $150 worth of beer and, <laughs> and, and four hour conversation is what brought us back, you know, and he was in my corner for the in-house event when I did the exhibition match with Caesar he was, yeah. and giving me good advice. The, the, the man knows that he might not train, but he, he, he he's, he's always had a good mind when it came to the sport. You know, mm-hmm. we always joked around and that if we put his mind into my body, we'd be the best fighter in the world, <laughs> you know, yes. and and we, we always j- joked about that kind of stuff, but taking that time to understand each other is what brought us back, you know, yeah. and now we're, you know, we still, it's not like we see each other every Friday anymore, but yeah. like occasionally w- when we do see each other, it, it means something again. It's something special again, yeah. you know, but things, things work like that, you know, but yeah. it takes effort from my part to understand him. Cause I could have said, you know, you grew up and you left me. Yeah, of course. You know, and then he could have very easily said, you got married to your gym and yeah. you forgot about me. Yeah. You know, so the, it, it could have been very easy for either of us to say those things. Mm-hmm. And we did say those things. Yeah. But we said it from a point where we're okay with that. But just, hey, I'm still here. I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that conversations like that, need to happen with people yeah. conversations like like open people like that want to people that want to compete at the gym I, and when people come in with prior experience I tell them it's no disrespect that I'm telling you that even though you have experience before you're going to have to wait to fight because I need to get to know you and yeah. you need to get to know me if we're going to work together for, for competitions yeah. you know because it's such a big thing I need to know what you know. You need to know what I know. You need to know how I see things so that there's no clash in the middle of a competition. Yeah. You know, and we always say it. The gym's not for everybody. I'm not the coach for everybody. Yeah. You know, Leo trusted me enough. He trusts what I say. Yeah. And we work together. I understand him. I understand his strengths and his weaknesses. He understands how I see things. He understands the things that sometimes I miss as things are going on. Yeah. But we work on making sure that come fight night, we're on the same same page. Yeah. You know, the his his one loss came on a night that him and I just were not on the same page. Mm. You know, and then after that fight, we spent a lot of time talking, you know, outside mm-hmm. of the gym. You know, it was a week before the pandemic, you know, so it was a lot of non-training time that we're talking mm-hmm. to figure this out. You know, and then it took him. I think he spent two years out of the cage. You know, but then when he came back in that cage, it was like he was a monster. whole di- yeah, <laughs> the he monster. was a whole different person again. Yeah, he you wanted know, it. But it's it's that communication that's so important. It's that understanding that's so important. So, like I said, it, it's not just on a level of liking someone, but it's the level of understanding someone's level of being able to work with somebody. You know, like with coworkers, you don't have to like all your coworkers. You don't have to be friends with all your coworkers. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to work together 40 hours a week, yeah. there needs to be an understanding. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just with every kind of relationship. Yeah. That was deep. Well, I'm yeah. glad you guys talked it out because Carla and I always were the ones that were like, hey, have you spoken to him? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, you know, you take your time. But it's like, at the same time, you're not just going to be that person. Hey, let's, let's meet up. You know, yeah. you also want to know that that person wants to do it, too. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you guys were open to finally speak about what you were feeling. Because, again, sometimes I, I don't know, like I, I've seen it just just not to be biased or anything, but like just people that don't like to express their feeling this has nothing to do with sex i was gonna say men but actually no actually any person that is not used to opening their hearts or is open to talk about their feelings because they're either you know very strong they have a very strong exterior yeah it's very hard to find that common ground sometimes and when you have two of those types of people trying to build something 
that's what makes it even harder. Yeah. You know, because they, if one side's not comfortable speaking their mind or talking about their feelings and stuff, and the other person's not doing that, that's how how are you ever going to get to a level of understanding if both sides are not willing to do that? That vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just needs to take both groups. And I noticed even Leo, he he's very just open to talk about those things, and he's not afraid. One to of do the it. the first conversations I had with him about sparring, and it was just like, you shouldn't be letting me hit you this much. You're you're yeah. taller and longer than me. Yeah. You know, and his first words were, he's like, I just get nervous. I was like, get nervous about what? He's like sparring you. It's like why? <laughs> You know, and then once we kind of squashed that, then he started beating my ass real good when we sparred. So that's something that you and I talked about that too. mm -hmm. It's like it makes me like in the beginning after the injury, it was like it makes me scared. Yeah, you know, sparring you because you're you're good and lengthy and you fucking beat people up. Mm -hmm. But then it's like okay, once you say it out loud and you're like trying to, you understand that that opponent is trying to help you but not trying to hurt you and blah blah. blah. It's like a lot of things clarify. That's a real thing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that he told you that. I didn't know that he did he, that. Yeah, he was able to, to be that vulnerable and to yeah. admit that. You know, and I was able to be vulnerable to be like, was like you shouldn't be scared or nervous yeah. to spar with me. You know, <laughs> I'm just trying to make you better. You're going to be better than me. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Uh, and I remember one time, I think he used to tell us about that he's like one day Leo's gonna be better yeah mm-hmm. he's gonna be really really good I'm like oh damn and you look know, at him because <laughs> that, that's that's the role that I took as a coach and, yeah. and I think I've said it before my coach told me you're either gonna be a really great fighter one day or you're gonna be a really great coach you can't be both because a great fighter it has to be very selfish a great coach has to be very selfless mm. you know and I took the path of coach you know, I, I'm still very passionate. I try to stay in the best shape as possible. I like to think I'm in better shape physically now than I was before. Mm. You know, give or take a few things here and there. Right. Because uh, where I've made up in strength, my speed and <laughs> conditioning cardio has gone down a little bit. Yeah. You know, but I've also filled in experience. And yeah. Over some of those knowledge, things, yeah. you know, and knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I still actively work and I and I tell people all the time I train for one good round because like Leo's in a training camp right now, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to be as best as I can be <laughs> to at least give him one good round. I have faith in the rest of the team yep. that can help him get ready, you know, but there's that I need to be physically ready yeah. to get him ready as well, you know, mentally because, and physically. Because yeah, remember yeah. the times that we've talked about, like. I, think, I don't know if we ever said that. Like, when you're in the coaching mode, it's hard to take your mind off of that. Yeah. Coaching to fighter mode. Yeah. And if you're going to fight us, well, like, spar a fighter, you have to remove yourself from that coaching mindset. Yeah. And it's very difficult for me to do that, you know. And, and with with the bond that I have with Leo, it, it's even more so difficult. You know, yeah. once he hits me, it's like, all right. I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> you <laughs> know, you but... But it's it, it's very difficult for me to do that. It, yeah. it becomes very draining for me to go from coach to fighter and fighter back to coach. You know, because after I have that round with him, whether, you know, I win the round, he wins the round, no matter what happens, I need to go back to being his coach. Can you clarify with us what, why you, what do you mean by you being drained? Like, what goes on through your mind when that happens? Or how, how, does, how do you see that? It's... I know it's hard to articulate, but... It, it's mostly an emotional drain, you know, mm. because I think... And we talked about this with, with Zach, you know, everyone looks at Zach, he's so calm, he's so passive. I was like, you can see that, but put some gloves on him, put him in a round, and he becomes very aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's that's how I see him. And, and I, I clarify with my class, aggression is a good thing, the way that he does it. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's just pressure. He puts a lot of pressure. I put a lot of pressure on people when I'm sparring. At least I try to. Mm-hmm. You know, so to go from that selfish, I need to take care of myself and I need to do what I need to do in this round to win this round. And to take that back into a selfless side. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, all right, I need to tell you exactly what happened in this round so that you can get better. Mm-hmm. So if I beat you up in this round, the next time we spar, you're going to beat me up. 
I need to be able to bounce back and forth between those things, you know, and I need to kind of measure, you know, because me understanding as a coach and the fighter is going to be tired because he's definitely been doing more than me. I need to understand at what intensity I need to go at. So I kind of have to feel that energy, mm. you know, so it's, it's a lot of back and forth that just becomes emotionally draining to me, wow. you know, and, and it, know it, it was worse <laughs> before because before it was worse because before I, I truly embraced kind of my, the, the Taz side of things, you know, because I was like, all right, I used to think Taz is the fighter, Sean is the coach. Mm -hmm. So I would have to go back and forth between the two. You know, and then once, and, and after class, like after teaching, I would just be so drained. You know, but that's because Sean, the coach, was trying to be like his coaches. Mm. You know, so now I'm Taz 24-7. And since I started doing that, it, it, it stopped draining me so much mm. and that took a level of understanding myself mm. you know because I used to think Taz and Sean were these separate people but and then Taz was just a name that was given to me however long ago and then I used that kind of as a scapegoat to, to hide behind because I, I was ashamed of who I was as you know the skinny guy the shy guy all those things but Taz was something better than that you know, but then what I, I realized after was that Taz, I, I've always been Taz. Taz is kind of who I always wanted to be, but I was just too scared to show people. Mm. You know, so once I, I stopped going that back and forth, it became less draining to me. But I had to understand those things in myself. Wow. And then I had to understand other people's levels of Taz can get kind of annoying. <laughs> Right, it doesn't you know, you know, so how to control it, it with uh, the shot uh -huh. and you tame your, yep. your crazy test. Yep. So, mm, you know, so all, all of those things yeah. all come around to just taking the time to understand yourself first and foremost. You know, things you say, the right? Three things you need to know in a fight yeah. your environment, your opponent, and yourself. And I tell people at the gym, your environment's always changing, right? And if you're actually going to be in a competition, if you're going to be in a fight, you know the environment. It's going to be a cage. Mm -hmm. You're not going to know your opponent, whether it's a street situation or a competition, because those things can change the day of. Mm -hmm. But the thing that you're constantly in control and being able to know is yourself. You get to know yourself every single time you train. And it doesn't matter who you train with. It shouldn't matter. Because that's the other thing. It's like, oh, I had a bad training day because so-and-so couldn't hold pads right. Or because so-and-so had missed two weeks and they don't know what, what's going on in class. Mm -hmm. I was like, no. You had a bad training session because you couldn't get your mind there. Mm -hmm. You're too caught up in the, your opponent as opposed to focusing on yourself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can always work something. Yeah. Yep. You know, so those things, I think, play such a huge role in every aspect of your life. And taking that time to know those things, understand yourself, understand your opponent, and understand that that cross, you know, because some people have good chemistry. I, I see it in professional wrestling a lot. Yeah. Uh, the opponents that are actually friends in real life, I think, have the best matches. And yeah. sometimes they also have the worst matches because they get so frustrated with each other when they're out oh, of sync. Wow. <laughs> you know, but then chemistry is such a real thing. Even even in in the sport of what we do, there, there's Obviously, we're going to have people that we prefer training with. Yeah. But that shouldn't, if that person's not there, if that person's working with someone else, that shouldn't stop you from having a bad training session. Yeah. That's so crazy. And I think that's where, in the beginning, when we talked about this podcast, it's a good balance mm -hmm. because you like to talk. Mm -hmm. And I like to listen and ask questions. <laughs> It's right. It is I what mean, we've been doing for years. It's right? not just with an audience. Exactly. And then <laughs> I can come up with my random self, but then you always bring me back to, okay, let's focus on the topic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a good balance. I mean, yeah, just in general with, with this, with fighting, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. You just, you need to find that balance within yourself first before yeah. you can be balanced with other people. And so, yeah, it's nice that you question those things. Yeah. It's always good to question them because then you'll always find something new about yourself yep 
I didn't know like like when I asked you about the 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 coaching, I had no idea. Yeah, I was like, how is that? That, that I've gotten great, better so at, but you, you you still see me on fight nights and stuff, yeah. being all stressed, and even after the fights or after tournaments, I typically yeah. need a it's a few time off to yeah recoup, so, yeah. <laughs> get your energy mm-hmm. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad. It's crazy. You guys let us know what you think. If we made sense, if I made sense, if if this was completely off the wall and was that <laughs> crazy, let me know too. Because I, I obviously you guys can tell that I legit want to understand people. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's one of the biggest things that intrigues me about this podcast, intrigues me about coaching and teaching, mm-hmm. is I get to see so many different types of people. I see so many different types of goals. I see so many different types of attitudes of people working towards their goals or yeah. saying that they want this and then they end up not doing it. Yeah. You know, and it just, it, it really intrigues me as to why. Why, what got people to reach their goals? What prevented people from reaching their goals? Yeah. You know, so my face doesn't show up, but I'm approachable. Right. If you have something, send it, text it, message me on, on social media that has. MMA underscore fitness on all the social media platforms because I do want to know. Um, also, you can follow Nene on Instagram at Nene underscore MMA underscore CMM and YouTube and Patreon at uh, Nene MMA. Um, I know I've said it so many times before, but we're really close to relaunching something constant stuff on YouTube, long form videos. Yep. I've been putting up the shorts. Um, thank you to anyone listening to that has subscribed to the YouTube channel even though it's just a bunch of shorts right now I promise you we are working I, I have ideas we're working on now making those ideas into something um, let us know if there's anything specifically that you guys would like to see on the long form obviously if you're listening you're one of the OGs on all of this and thank you guys for sticking around for this long and being this consistent but let us know what you would want to see on YouTube because we're going to be working on that yeah um, YouTube is also Taz knows Taz. subscribe if you haven't subscribed yet um, did I miss anything no uh, hopefully uh, just add the gyms Warrior Evolution MMA yes the gyms, gyms all social media platforms actually no TikTok Facebook uh, Facebook Instagram at Warrior Evolution MMA as well as YouTube yeah. subscribe to uh, Warrior YouTube as well um like I said earlier in the podcast, Leo is in a training camp. He's currently scheduled to fight um, December 11th at yep. Cicero Stadium. We'll keep you guys posted on that as well as we continue to look for an opponent for him. Yeah. Um, I think that's it now, that's right? It? Yep. All right. I almost said it was our hundred views. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys back uh, next week. Crazy. Thanks. <laughs>